1170. The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Monday. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Coming at y'all from the AM 1170 studios here in beautiful, sunny Southern California and San Diego. Glad to have my boy back with me. He's got a lot of perk in him, even though he's he ate his way across the San Diego County Fair. But he did it on my behalf. He did some amazing, excellent work, and I'm glad to have you back. DJ Carrot Sticks. See what I sacrificed for this show? Oh, man. The things I'm willing to do. I mean, it brought a tear to my eye that you were willing to eat some deep fried food, my friend. It was quite the hog down. I even ate a Wookiee cookie. (laughs) I like the name. What's in a Wookiee cookie? Not a whoopee cookie, but a Wookiee cookie. It was basically an ice cream sandwich, but it was frosting in the middle. Ooh. But Wookiee is like Chewbacca, his name Wookiee. And okay. I asked him, I said, what's the origin of this name? And they said, oh, we just all like Star Wars. Okay, cool. That's kind of like a whoopie pie. That's what yes, we was. It's yes. like a whoopie pie. That I love. I'm not an ice cream fan. Hate to disappoint you out there, you ice cream lovers. It's not my thing. Um, but I love whoopie pies. And you didn't bring me one because? They didn't let us take anything to go. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, food uh-huh. regulation. Did you hear, that? you hear that guilt in his voice? Not a shred of remorse. I didn't hear it either. Uh, glad to have you all with me. 888-344-1170. If you would like to call in and, and tell me what you feel guilty about or not, that's okay. Or just whatever is on your mind. We've got lots to talk about tonight. 888-344-1170. If you're listening and watching via Facebook Live, um, looks like all my, my buddies are there from Donna and Eric and David and German and Larry and Joseph. And just thought, I feel like I'm the lady from that, that kindergarten show um that used to look through the little thing and like call out names i don't even remember what that show was magic school bus it might have been the magic school bus anyway um i like to um i do pay attention to what the comments are on social media and i try to read out some throughout the show if not i try to save a few minutes at the end of the hour Uh, follow me on twitter at andrea k show i'm also on instagram and my website is andrea k and that's where you can go to post comments etc um, okay, huge news today. First of all, Major Secrets was revealed with some 20-page memo. Oh, my gosh. Pardon gate. Well, you know what? Jen Kearns is going to be here with me after the after the first break. She's got some secrets to share about the secret memo. Gee, what could she be talking about? And uh, then later on in the show, tomorrow is a huge day for America because it's a huge day for California and primaries and a huge day for the Republican Party. And I can't think of anybody better to help break it down, give some pre-primary analysis than Tom DeBacaro. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that because whether or not you live in California, it does affect you. Of course, everybody's senators and Congress people affect us, affect everybody because they vote on, on national legislation. Um, but also so goes California. And we have an opportunity to take this state back. And turn it, if not red, at least turn it purple. We we hopefully might. What was that big uh, char- that character, the dinosaur? 
my nieces and nephews used to watch when they were Barney. Godzilla? Barney. No, not Godzilla. What, uh, is, that, is that what you, when you watch Godzilla with little kids, is that, I'm talking about what yeah, I. Yeah, that's I, good family <laughs> wholesome stuff. Uh, my brother used to love Godzilla movies. Uh, Godzilla versus Mothra was one of his favorites. I'd rather raise my kids on Godzilla than Barney. Well, you know what? Yeah, I would rather raise my kids on anything from the 80s than what is, is going on today with kids. In fact, you weren't here Friday when we talked about the San Diego School uh, Board uh, plan for sex education for sixth graders. And cartoon characters were named. The girl was named Julie Mellons. Yeah. Your facial expression is right on. And the boy's name... Because all the sex education was done in, in cartoons and in graphics and in uh, illustrations. The boy's name was, wait for it, Miles Long. Yeah. Was it written by the guys who do Mad Magazine or something? I don't know. It might have been written by the Hollywood actress uh, from Smallville who was arrested for sex trafficking. And, you know, this is also, Hollywood is also the, the people that defended Roman Polanski who raped a 13-year-old girl. This is the same age group in which the sex education was written. That's what's going on in San Diego here. Uh, and then also in follow-up, I want to tell you all that um, – Bob Walters, who's my education expert, he talked about how, because we talked about how this is about sexualizing children. This is about, it, you know, the, some of the curriculum here in, in the sixth grade uh, talked about teaching them how to, how to ask for consent in a way that's sexy. I mean, it was disgusting. And this is about sexualizing children. The next step is about normalizing pedophilia. And he said that there was somebody running for Congress on the East Coast who was actually a declared open pedophile. And sure enough, that story broke, broke over the weekend. So you can, you can read up on him. Uh, he says that he is celibate and he has not acted on it. But the reality is, is that typically they say from a numbers game, when somebody has been arrested for pedophilia, they've got at least 100 victims in their rearview mirror in in their wake so um but i do want to move on to hot topics of the day because in true liberal form as we've been talking about on this show for a long time liberalism is where liberty goes to die in the state of colorado their civil rights commission this is so classic liberalism the civil rights commission the group of unelected people by the way not elected by the people who were given power over policy Literally to create policy in Colorado and to, quote, hear discrimination cases. Six people on the, quote, Civil Rights Commission, five of which are Democrats or supposed unaffiliated, only one Republican, decided a Civil Rights Commission decided to deny the civil rights, the constitutionally protected rights of an American citizen, the right for religious freedoms. They denied this was a baker who has willing to bake cakes Uh, For gay people that are birthday cakes, sell them cupcakes or whatever, but when it comes to a wedding cake, he said no, because he considered that participating in their wedding, which is, which is, you know, it's, it's like being for, it's literally being forced to do something. Some people perceive it this way. There are some Christian bakers that are like, hey, no, I'll not only bake you the cake, I'll jump in the conga line with you. Um, But for the Christian bakers who feel as though that's literally forcing them to participate in something, that's a violation of their will. That's it's I don't want to say it's akin to rape, but it's somebody being forced to do something that they're not comfortable doing according to the religion. And they have that right. It is constitutionally protected. So this civil rights commission decided to deny somebody their civil rights under literally under the constitution. And that's classic liberalism, isn't it? It's always the unequal treatment and the discrimination against certain people under the false guise 
of civil rights for somebody else. And as I've told my LBGT, my gay friends, you do not, don't tell me that your movement is about civil rights when what your movement really is about is about denying the rights of others. And I got into some heat from people from conservatives when this whole thing about gay marriage came up. I said, you know what, if we, if people truly cared about equal rights, they would leave the religion out of it because marriage is a religious determination, a religious uh, term, and we would have civil unions. Because really, the state doesn't – whether or not I'm married is really between me and God. The Catholic Church wouldn't recognize my marriage because they've got their specific rules. Same thing with Mormon churches or whatever. And, you know, it's really – it's a religious designation. As Rand Paul said, I don't want my marriage or my gun registered in D.C. So I think the perfect compromise was civil unions because it's a financial arrangement. T's and C's are determined by whatever state. I think any two people ought to be able to leave their property to whoever they want, have whoever they want to visit them in the hospital – um, the fewer taxes going to the government, the better. The reason why, and I've con- and I've had this conversation with LBGT friends that I love, as well as Get Equal and other organizations on my show. The reason why they wanted that religious designation of marriage is for this reason, because it was the stepping stone to be able to deny religious freedoms of others. But I also want to quibble with people today who are saying that this was about religious intolerance. No, this was not about religious intolerance. This was an anti-Christian move here, specifically. There is a reason why bakers, bakeries owned by Christians are being targeted here. When we know, and it's documented all over YouTube, that Muslim bakeries deny, uh, will not uh, bake a cake for a gay wedding, and none of them have been sued. Because that doesn't go along with what the agenda is here and has nothing at all to do with gay people getting a cake baked for them. This has to do with tyranny. This is about a cultural Marxist movement in which, like everything else, just like t- taking Dukes of Hazard off the TV, just like what's going on with the schools and, and the indoctrination of children there, this is and the, and the transgender you know, teachings to five-year-olds who don't even know anything about anything, this is about a, a cultural Marxist play to destroy the very fabric of our nation. And the reason why they're not targeting Muslim bakeries is because, you know, uh, even though the Muslim Brotherhood has said, we've got the Muslim Brotherhood invited to the White House. These are people that said that their goal was to replace the Constitution with Sharia. And under Sharia, homosexuality is criminalized. And you never hear anybody in liberal academia. You never hear anybody in liberal media or entertainment industry ever saying anything about that. Because, in fact, what you've got is Maxine Waters going to a mosque in Orange County saying that anybody who votes against Sharia is a bigot because it's about a partnership, a partnership to destroy the fabric of our nation, have it be declared fundamentally wrong so that they can transform it and and replace it into their centralized system of power. That's really what it's about. This was a win today. Make no mistake about it. It was a win was it a full-fledged win declaring that every bakery or florist or whatever can do whatever they want with their customers? No. But make no mistake about it, it was a win because you know what? The left isn't happy today. No, it's not over. It's not over, in fact, because we have these little organizations, these offshoots. Why do we have a civil rights commission? We have laws on the books already that have to do with discrimination. There is no need for unelected officials in any state has some separate little body that are unelected that are crafting policy and making decisions over people. Why? There's no need for it. It's, it's like a shadow government going on here in this country because that's what the left does. Any way that they can amass more power and take it away from the citizens, they will. We're going to take a break. 
because uh, I got to move on uh, to the other topic of the day, Pardon Gate. But I'm going to touch on this a little bit, uh, possibly with uh, Jen Kearns from the Hill coming back. And also, who's doubling down today on uh, debauchery? I don't know if you guys have heard this story. 888-344-1170 if you would like to chime in on the show. Maureen Dreke Show coming up. Jimmy from Loya said the show was Romper Room. Romper Room. Thank you, Jimmy from Loya. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, why have you been shredding for hours? The boss said we should cut costs, Mr. Employee of the Month. How does this cut costs? These are the expense reports for the whole year. You shredded them all? Thanks to me, our expenses this year are zero. If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, are you stealing from the vending machine? No, Mr. Employee of the Month. Well, your desk is littered with, like, hundreds of snacks. I merely exposed a loophole by reaching my arm through the flap thingy. Does that sound like stealing to you? Yes. Granola bar? If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. We have a new home loan program for the self-employed borrower. You need to hear this. Hi, I'm Chris Tyler, self-employed mortgage specialist at Right Choice Mortgage. Being self-employed myself, I know how difficult it is to get a home loan, so we came up with a solution. Instead of using your tax returns or W-2s to get approved, We'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call now, 855-464-4774. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. 855-464-4774. So if you're self-employed and want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call me now, Chris Tyler, 855 464 4774. It's 855-464-4774. Licensed by the BRE 01943736 and NMLS 1132583. An equal opportunity lender.
Sun Garden Terrace, license number 374-603-437. Sylvia taught school for 25 years before retiring and traveling the world with her beloved husband before he passed. My kids put me in here, and I thought, oh, great. They shuffled me off. But after I got here, the people were so wonderful. Sylvia found the perfect place where she could meet new friends and enjoy the activities. I enjoy the card games. If I win anything, <laughs> if I don't win anything, I don't enjoy it as much. But I do enjoy the activities, and there's a nice variety, so you don't get tired or bored. Sun Garden Terrace customizes individual care and activities based on the unique aspects and abilities of your loved one. You're invited to take a tour, see the renovation of their welcoming memory care wing, and join them for lunch. Visit SunGardenTerrace.com or call 619-464-CARE. Sun Garden Terrace, because there's such a lot of living to do. Call 619-464-CARE. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Secrets. Secrets revealed. Sounds like a... Uh, was it Maury Povich? Was that his name? Or uh, who's the other one? The uh, former mayor of Cincinnati. He likes to do secrets revealed. Jerry, Jerry Springer. Springer. Who's your baby daddy, right? That's I hear that I hear over the weekend there's a secret memo that was leaked out 20 pages. Oh my gosh. And then I hear what oh it's like pardon gate. And I'm thinking are you are you it literally there has been hysteria over this t- secret memo pardon gate that everybody's talking about. Joining me now with her own secrets about the story is none other than Jen Kearns from the Hill. Hey Jen, welcome back to the show. Hey, Andrea, you know, I was thinking of another Chicago resident, Oprah Winfrey. You get a pardon, and you get a pardon, and you get a pardon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so for those who aren't aware of what Pardon Gate is, right, uh, you know, supposedly this big, uh, there's this 20-page memo, which I admittedly didn't read, but I know you did, and you're up on it. Um, it supposedly talked about Trump and his, this was from his legal team, basically outlined the fact that this is an unconstitutional investigation and you can't, he can't be tried for obstruction. He can't be indicted and he has the right to pardon himself. What's wrong with that? Is there some big secret that we don't know about that, that you can reveal to us? Hey, no, in fact, I'm with you. I, I think this is quite impressive of Trump's team to be going so aggressively at the special counsel's office. You know, we as Americans, and especially we as Republicans, have had to sit by for the better part of two years and watch the president of the United States, our duly elected candidate, get dragged through the mud and called basically a treasonous traitor who colluded with a foreign country, a foreign country who doesn't agree with us on on about 90% of things involving freedom, and we've, we've had to sit by also and watch his family be trashed. And I, I think most Republicans today, uh, even if they don't agree with the president's ability to pardon himself, and I'll get into that in a minute, uh, do, do think highly of this legal team of President Trump who went so hard against the Trump or, or against the uh, Mueller investigation team with this 20 page memo. And, you know, as you said, tongues are wagging all around DC <clears throat> today. Uh, with with the publication of this memo, uh, because it did offer such a sweeping legal argument that asserts that President Donald Trump does have unfettered executive powers over the investigation, so he can choose when to stop a federal investigation such as the Russia probe. 
and even may extend to his own ability to pardon himself. Now, as strange as that may sound to people, and and me as someone who's done political PR for the better part of 15 years, personally, I don't think he would do it. Personally, I think, uh, and professionally, he he would uh, not be wise to do so from a public relations standpoint. But at this point, anything goes. If you have an unconstitutional investigation that's been going on at taxpayer expense, that may actually be the end game, perhaps a year from now, uh, if that if that comes to fruition. So here, here's the interesting point. I think Democrats have to be very careful here uh, because they are complaining about the presidential powers granted here to President Trump. But they have to understand that presidential powers are not unique to President Trump himself. These powers of executive privilege transfer from one president to the other, from one inauguration to the next. Or as I've been saying today, as Barack Obama might say, if you like your presidential powers, you can keep your presidential powers. <laughs> exactly. So, Funny how that Constitution works. It kind of applies to everybody who's sitting in the Oval Office, right? Yeah, funny how that works. And in fact, President Trump is not even the first person to invoke these powers, even though if you turn on every mainstream media program today, they would make you feel like he's the first one. Both Democrats and Republicans have invoked presidential powers. Uh, The last person to do so was President Bill Clinton in March of 1998. He was in the news today regarding the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Uh, He actually invoked executive privilege in an effort to limit the questioning of two of his top White House aides in relation to the Monica Lewinsky criminal investigation. Let's remember that was a criminal investigation. Uh, the, the two people he was trying to protect there uh, were a couple of names that are familiar to you from the last campaign, uh, White House Deputy Chief of Staff John Podesta, of all people, and Bruce Lindsay. Well, what happened in that case, a federal judge ended up striking that down, saying that in that particular case, uh, President Clinton could not uh, use executive privilege. Um, and so he lost. And he actually became the first president to lose since the dramatic Watergate showdown in 1974, when a Republican president used those presidential powers. So it has happened, and it has happened in recent history, and it is perfectly legal under the United States Constitution. Right, and under the United States Constitution, there's not supposed to be, uh, we have something called the Fourth Amendment, which is supposed to protect us against unlawful search and seizure, which is really at the heart of, of why this investigation is illegal to begin with. So what would be shocking of a president in the United States using his executive power, who's the head of the Department of Justice, which comes under him and says, you know what, I'm not going to allow something illegal to continue. That's ridiculous. Precisely, precisely. Yeah. And in fact, what's interesting is there's actually talk that uh, perhaps, perhaps the charges against Michael Flynn will be drawn back and withdrawn from court. Uh, I've been told that uh, some inquiries have been made. Uh, If charges can be pulled once they've been filed, if a plea deal can, can be revoked once it's been agreed to. So this really, I think this 20 page memo is a game changer. And again, uh, I'm very impressed that, that they issued something like this in January. It makes me feel good mm-hmm. about the uh, council that is around President Trump's team. And, and here's what's interesting. You know, uh, President Trump, under these powers, he could have already fired Rod Rosenstein. Mm-hmm. The reason Rod Rosenstein works for the DOJ, which reports directly to the White House in our executive branch. So he is yeah. the supervisor. If you think of this in corporate yeah. terms, he is the boss of the DOJ. He could have fired Rosenstein. He could have even fired Robert Mueller, 
uh, and ended this entire witch hunt. But I believe he didn't do so simply because of the public optics. He wants to let this uh, investigation go. What's interesting here is the public polling on this, Andrea. Public polling now shows that Americans are starting to agree with Trump. There was a Quinnipiac poll four weeks ago this week that says Robert Mueller's approval rating is now down 10 percent with the American people. In that same period of time, Trump's approval rating is up 7 percent. If you look at that, that is a 17 point gap. That is significant. If you look at some other numbers here, uh, nearly two thirds of Americans say Trump should not be impeached if he simply fires Mueller. In fact, 55 percent of Americans actually would oppose a proposed uh, congressional law that would prohibit the president from being able to do so to to fire Mueller. So the American people seem to be growing uh, closer and closer to the Trump position and further away from the special counsel's office. And I think it's in part due to this aggressive new strategy from the White House. Well, I think it's that. I also think that uh, the American people are results-oriented people. I think that's why they went outside to bring in a businessman, because they weren't seeing the results from either party that they wanted from an economic and national security standpoint. And I also think the American people are basically fair and justice-minded. And, you know, when this investigation started, uh, the, the, the mindset was, well, let's see this thing play out. And it's, you know, okay, we'll be fair. You know, we even had some Republicans standing behind this and saying, well, Russia does look like they interfered. So you know what? Let's let the investigation go on and see what's come about. And two years later... There's nothing. There's no there there. The American people are basically fundamentally still, in spite of uh, the cultural Marxist and in way that they've attempted to, to change the culture of America, we're still basically a justice and a, and a fair minded society. And there's just no there there going on here. And then on top of it, you've got the fact that we've got a complete economic turnaround going on in this country where we've got an unemployment at, at uh, we've got uh, jobs participation rate at an all time high. We've got unemployment, the lowest it's ever been for black Americans. Americans. You know, we've got people getting, uh, you know, increase in their pay and bonuses. And so the American people right now are feeling good about things. So it's like they, they see that there's there's nothing there's no results coming out of this investigation to show that President Trump or anybody in his campaign did anything that was originally alleged. And even Michael Flynn's guilty plea, even Manafort, what's going on with him has nothing at all to do with any Russian collusion. And what's different between this investigation and Bill Clinton's uh, what was going on there is there was evidence of an actual crime when that special counsel was going on. In fact, there was a lot of evidence of a lot of crimes, not just the fact that Bill Clinton perjured himself under oath. And so there yeah, has and, never and been you, any evidence of a crime. Go ahead. Yeah, and you look at the mountain of evidence here. Uh, so far, the White House has turned over a whopping 1.4 million documents uh, to the special counsel's office. That is the most ever in American history. Uh, and the fact that Mueller keeps uh, pushing for a sit-down does speak volumes about perhaps the theatrics that the special counsel is really seeking, uh, if he can't find what he needs in 1.4 million documents of the president's emails and the president's senior staff emails, uh, boy, it, you really are on a fishing expedition. You really are just wanting to lay the trap for President Trump to walk in and, and attempt to get him to perjure himself in some way over some minor fact. And you, you ask most legal scholars 
on the Hill what they think of that. And they say, yeah, but that's likely what they're doing is trying to catch him on some, you know, uh, he didn't put a comma between this and that. He said right. and instead of or they're trying to lay the trap for him. And I think the American people, as you said, are wising up to that. Well, they are. And, but then it becomes a question of how do we end this? Because Mueller is not going to lose face and come up with nothing. And whatever low-level beefs he's gotten from Manafort and Flynn's not going to satisfy him. Uh, if Trump does do a sit-down, it is a trap. And, you know, he's going to end up the way of likely the way of Martha Stewart and Scooter Libby. I mean, they knew Sco- this Scooter, Li- Scooter Libby is actually, to me, the perfect analogy because they knew – they knew from the outset who actually leaked Valerie Plame's ident- identity. So they were literally looking, just like here, they were literally looking for any way that they could hang around the neck of, of somebody in, in the Bush you know, administration. So you know, I don't know how this ends if, if he doesn't actually just pull the plug on it. What do you, final thoughts on how this, how this can end or should end? Well, what I've been hearing on the Hill is that uh... – Trump's legal team is pushing to have this over with around Labor Day uh, so that they can clear the decks for the midterm elections. Um, I, I actually say, hey, let it go as long as it wants, because there's one key number that's working for Republicans since February, and it's been on the rise, and that is impeachment. And, and the more that Republicans have an intensity, an issue to go to the polls and protect the president and to protect our duly elected uh, republic and the way that we elect a president here. Uh, let's let's be honest about this, uh, Democrats. Uh, this whole Russia collusion investigation was dreamed up in the Oval Office in a meeting between Barack Obama and about six other people, uh, according to to uh, personnel who were there. Uh, the day after the election, they said, "Well, how are we going to make sure that we invalidate Donald Trump's presidency?" And this is how they did it. And, and they're mad because the rest of America chose a candidate that was not acceptable to them. That's the result of this. And so the, the, the best way to remedy that is to deliver a very strong message at the midterm ballot box that you're not going to put up with this and you're not going to let the House fall into the hands of Democrats because the House is where the impeachment articles right. will first generate. So that November 2018 is just as important, I think, as, as November 2016 was. Absolutely. Well said. Jen Kearns from The Hill. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. All right. Uh, stay tuned. Speaking of elections, we're, uh, we've got a huge day tomorrow, and, and Jen Kearns is absolutely right. Uh, November, these midterms are absolutely critical. What has to happen before we get to those midterms? The primaries, and they are happening here tomorrow in California. And I've got the right guest coming back from the break to help us break it down. He's going to bring all the analysis for that. It's Tom DeBacaro. Don't go anywhere. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444.
Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Sacrifice. When you have children, sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new outfit for a new baseball glove. You sacrifice a romantic getaway for a summer missions trip. You sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage. Let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your child to the finest private school in San Diego by half. That's right. When you go to am1170theanswer.com, you'll find half-off tuitions ranging from preschool all the way to college. And you won't have to sacrifice hours in the car either. Our partner schools are located throughout San Diego County. Chances are there's one near you. You want the best for your child. And here at AM1170 The Answer, we're ready to help with half-off tuitions to private schools. Explore your options with schools like John Paul the Great Catholic University. That's right, a four-year university at half the normal cost. Don't miss this rare and unique opportunity. Visit am1170theanswer.com or call 844-800-5757, 844-800-5757 or am1170theanswer.com. People who consistently do what's right can be hard to find these days. Larry Elder here, the sage from South Central, with my good friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows. Aaron, you represent this ethic. That's why I've recommended you to my friends, and they love the work you've done for them. Thank you, Larry. Coming from you, it really means a lot. You are one of the smartest people I know. So, friends, if you are looking for new windows and doors, take Larry's sage advice and call California Deluxe Windows. We'll take great care of you just like we did larry's friends and family thanks buddy for the highest quality custom windows and doors made right here for you call aaron at california deluxe windows ask about getting 20 percent off your entire order and one year of interest-free financing that's california deluxe windows 888 new windows 888 new windows he will indeed say your house can be covered with potato chips and we wouldn't crack one cslb number 774518 some restrictions apply This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. President Trump has put a big number on a big board, 355 ships in the American fleet. That's a big jump from the 280 or so presently afloat. The president doubled down at the graduation of Annapolis midshipmen last week, promising 355 ships soon, as he did on the deck of the carrier Ford in 2017, as he did at the Philadelphia shipyards in 2016. This is a promise three times repeated, 355 ships. The Italians will build at least two of these powerful parts of the fleet in Wisconsin as soon as the Pentagon says proceed to them or somebody else. That's what the Pentagon needs to do right now. The president has made it his word. He has promised it can be done, but OMB and the Pentagon need to recognize who is the president and to follow his wishes. This is Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. AM 1170. The answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. If you'd like to be a part of the show. Holding is uh, my buddy Tom DeBacaro. He's going to be sharing, uh, breaking down, giving us great analysis on the California primaries for tomorrow. But before we go to Tom, I'm going to go to the phones real quick. Uh, Lamar Christian from Phoenix is on the line, wanting to talk about yeah. Pardon Gate. 
Hey, Lamar. Yeah. Hey. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. We got about a minute. What did you want to share about Pardongate? Well, what I wanted to say is uh, I think there's something a lot of people are missing. The point that the president is trying to make is, is that the Democrats always run to the judicial branch every single time they cannot get their way in the legislative or the political branch. What the Democrats did and what the deep state did was they found loopholes in Title V, which was written by the Democrats. They also found, they also took the 28 uh, CFR 600, the General Powers of Special Counsel, and they weaponized it against the incoming president. They knew that Hillary Clinton didn't have the votes to win. So they, they did this specifically with the purpose of not only being able to spy on the president before he comes in office during the transition period and after that period, but also to have literally the Constitution at the president's back and also Jeff Sessions' recusal and Rosenstein's order appointing Mueller, hanging that over the president's head. So the, the president doing all these pardons is not only showing his, uh, that he can exercise his Article II power, but it is also showing that I know that there's problems in our criminal justice system, and I will deal with it. So that's what the president is right. Saying. Great analysis, uh, Lamar. And, and in fact, I, I think it's it's very similar to kind of one of the things that I've talked about before. And I want to transition uh, from there over Tom DeBacaro and pick his brain on that before we get into uh, primary election analysis. But I have asserted. Uh, that the left has been uh, doing everything that they can as part of their cultural Marxist play to and attempt to transform us to move as much power from the executive branch over into uh, the Department of Justice for a long time per- and to do that and to do so permanently to try to hamstring him and that he's doing everything he can to try to restore uh, the balance of power between the branches. Hey, Tom uh, Delbacaro, welcome to the show. Um, do you agree with my assertion there in terms of trying to, to uh, shift power permanently from the executive branch into, into uh, the um, legislative branch? I mean, into the uh, judicial branch? Well, I do agree that <laughs> the executive branch has... Is out of control. We got to remember where this started. I mean, Washington had, you know, three, four branches, I believe, and they were small executive offices. I mean, they were small. The number of people was small, and this is just symptomatic of massive government. But we have a living, breathing, growing bureaucracy of no control that keeps sucking up power. Well, yes, um, but when it when it gets amassed over into the Justice Department, that's really where we have the greatest amount of tyranny because then it's not just bloated in terms of waste and inefficiencies like at the Department of Motor Vehicles, for example, or at Interior, but we're talking about the jackboot of tyranny in terms of a weaponized criminal justice system in which they can now uh, violate your Fourth Amendment rights to try to find some way that they can throw you in jail or whatever or destroy you for po- for political reasons. And I think that that's yeah, no, really, that's really what the end game was. And I started the show by talking about another form of this being this supposed civil rights commission in Colorado, six unelected officials that have been given the power to craft policy and make determinations on discrimination cases. That's like a shadow government body. 
And as we saw, they believe their role was to take all of the past wrongs and foist them and punish anyone's current motives, which is why the Supreme Court overturned it. I mean, they basically said, oh, religion has been used to justify slavery. Okay, but what about this particular person? What did he do? And, of course, we find out, despite what they— what really is shameful analysis by the woman who should no longer be on the Supreme Court because she's too old yes. to think. She said it was, quote, irrelevant that, in fact, he sold cakes to gays and lesbians. Really? Should, doesn't that show his intent? Yeah. But that he didn't want to do a specific thing. And what's really sad, of course, of all of this is the idea that private businesses no longer remember when you used to walk in places and they had a sign, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. Yeah. And that's the way it should be because when you've invested your own life and your, yeah, your own livelihood and you've assumed all the financial and legal risk for an enterprise, you ought to be able to to do business with whoever you want. And when I was an, an employer and hiring people and firing people, I felt like I should have the right to hire whoever I wanted and fire whoever I wanted because you know what? It was my, you know, I, I was the one making the investment. Got to shift gears into the primaries tomorrow. Um, huge implications for not just the state, um, but nationwide. So goes California, not to mention that, you know, Congress people basically vote on legislation that affects all of us. Uh, going into the governor's race, um, you know, I think it's, it's clear whoever, who, whatever candidate you like, Cox or Travis Allen, I think it's looking like we're going to have Cox in the top two. Do you see it that rolling out that way? Well, a lot of people think that way and the polls look that way. I remind people that, that polls made it look like uh, Bill Simon wasn't going to get beat out Reardon. Reardon had more money. Reardon had uh, more commercials, but he didn't have grassroots people. Nevertheless, I, I do think it looks like uh, Cox, because of the Trump endorsement and because of the Newt endorsement and because early on he was driving name ID, I would be surprised if he isn't the highest finishing Republican. Uh, I am surprised at how poorly Villaraigosa has done, but that's because this whole thing has become perverse. Mm -hmm. This is not a race for number one. This is a race for number two, and Villaraigosa hasn't made an effort around the state to consolidate vote. He's played games, Mm -hmm. and so if I had to guess right now, I would agree with you. I think it would be Gavin Newsom number one and Cox number two, which is essential for Republicans in the fall elections so that they can hold the Congress because without someone at the top of the ticket, the Republican undervote would be would be sizable. Um, well, there are a lot of people that say that if they don't think that Cox can beat Gavin Newsom, the chances are really slim that, that it's, it's not really going to be much of a motivator for people to get out and vote. Maybe the congressional races are a reason for people to get out to vote. What are the races that you're looking at to where you think there might be some but, sur- but surprises? I, there's nothing about, I mean, to say that Cox, who has personal money and the president's backing and and Kevin McCarthy's backing, that he wouldn't be funded in the fall as much as or more than Travis Howard is, is just falling. I didn't say I that he wouldn't be funded. It. I think that there's people that are saying that they don't think that in this climate – 
uh, and where how far left the state is that it, that Cox, uh, you know, really it's it's an it's an uphill slog, and the chances of him beating of course get, it's an uphill slog for any Republican in this true. crazy state, right? Okay, the the congressional races tomorrow is not about the Republicans. The Republicans will field all their candidates, and they will be the top vote getters in the watched districts, which include. Uh, the district down where you are, where Diane Harkey is going to win the primary going away. Uh, in Orange County, in a closely watched race, Dana Warbacker is going to win going away. The question is whether who's number two. And that's really the whole story of this whole perverted state by Prop 14 is who is number two. Yeah. And if the Republicans are able to get number Scott Ball in number two in Orange uh, in the Dana Rohrbacher Orange County seat in L.A. Orange County, that would be a huge victory. Uh, I, I'm not sure it's going to happen. What matters is the fall, and we have to look at the vote, especially the, really the most vulnerable seat in the state. I hate to say this is in San Diego with Diane Arkey. We have to look closely at her numbers. Add up the Republican votes, add up the Democrat votes. That's going to be a tight race for the fall. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I that for some reason that that district has just really gone more and more and more blue. And it's and it was a it was a tough slog no, for no, ISA last time. And it will be it will be difficult for Diane Harkey this time. It, it will be. However, the, the overall climate continues to move decidedly toward the Republicans. At the start of the year, the uh, what they call the generic congressional ballot, which is, would you rather vote for a Republican or a Democrat this fall in your congressional seat, was as high as 18 for the Democrats, and right now it's at 1%. And the economy is still on the way up. Yes. And so as a result, this fall, you're going to find out that the, uh, the climate is even better for Republicans. And so... Uh, <laughs> They are, should be a lot more bullish than than they otherwise thought they were going to be six months ago. And if Trump's able to pull off this North Korea thing, I don't know what the Democrats' argument really is going to be. Well, right, especially in, in here in California, I can't think of a better climate. Is it a tough climate? Yeah, but you know what? I can't think of a better opportunity than we've had in a long time, Tom, here, because we've got we've got absolute great quantity quantifiable results from conservative principles that everybody across this country and even here in California can feel. And on top of it, they, the American people, the Californians have been able to witness the destruction that they can directly tie to liberalism on top of the sanctuary state insanity that's gone on. It is a perfect time for Republicans to take this state back. So I'm still feeling really optimistic. Final thought before we got to go. Well, the Republicans, if you can hear my voice, you got to get out in that, that district where, where Harkey is running. That's, that's going to be key. The, the San Diego Republican Party is arguably the best in the country. If you haven't gone and volunteered for them yet, you should get, you should get out there. And uh, we'll talk soon. I, you know, I agree with your sentiment. I think this is going to be a good year for Republicans in this state. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here, Tom DeBicaro. I appreciate it. It should have been you two years ago. Dang this jungle primary. Thanks so much. All right. Bye, hon. It should have been Tom DeBicaro. I'm telling you two years ago. We had the people that were behind Stop 14, uh, Stop Top 2. 
I think it's what it's called here on the show. We need to get behind that. We need to continue to push back against this jungle primary process, which is absolutely ridiculous. But we got more Andrea K show coming up. That's right, we do. Guess who lost their little invite to the White House? This is my, I love starting off the week with a story that's just delicious. Stay tuned, more Andrea K show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Hey, parents and grandparents, today is the day to get half price tuition. And now's the time to call to enroll your child or grandchild into a quality private school for the 2018 19 school year for half price. Call now, 844-800-5757. Log on to am1170theanswer.com and see the list of outstanding private schools. Then call us right away at 844-800-5757. First come, first served. Call now, 844-800-5757. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. This is a warning to all household pests, to all cockroaches, spiders, ants, mice, and rats. If you've made yourself at home in someone else's home, you'd better hope the owners never hear about Terminix. Because Terminix has the know-how and the means to do whatever it takes to remove you from that home. Terminix has 90 years of experience eliminating home invaders. And they make it easy for homeowners to be protected by offering a free pest estimate by calling 1-800-763-6840. Cockroaches, spiders, ants, mice, rats, and other pests. This is your last chance. With one call, Terminix will remove you from the home you've invaded. If you think you can simply come back later, think again. Terminix will never stop working to keep you out with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Pests. Wherever you are, I will find you. Pests. You've been warned. Homeowners are calling Terminix right now for a free pest estimate. 1-800-763-6840. 1-800-763-6840. 30-day money-back guarantee at participating locations. Limitations apply. See plan for details. Most solar companies try to sell you a leased solar system. The owner of your system, the solar company, keeps your 30% federal tax credit, and they don't pass the refund back to you. In fact, their prices remain just as high. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. Most lease systems are too small, so you're still paying the power company and your lease every month. When you own it, you get to use a 30% tax credit. Keegan Electric Solar is a veteran-owned company with an A-plus rating with the BBB. When you call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376, you deal with me directly. From start to finish, a licensed electrical contractor. Don't allow these large solar companies to keep your tax break. I'm offering a $2,000 off electrical panel upgrade or a $2,000 credit towards a purchase of your system. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. If you'd like to call in the show, a couple of stories that just really made me feel good today. I thought they were delicious. 
One, actually, believe it or not, I loved that Bill Clinton interview. Did y'all see it when he was on NBC and somebody dared to ask him? I don't even know who the host was because I just watched the clips of it. Did you see this DJ Carrot Sticks when he was asked about uh, whether, you know, what he thought of the Me Too movement? I don't remember exactly how the question was framed. Um, you know, after on the heels of Monica Lewinsky and everything that was done. And, and I mean, he practically... First of all, I had a hard time concentrating because his face was so blotched and so red. It's like, uh, you know, um, remember, I don't even know what happened to him physically. I mean, it's like, you know, put the hooch down. I mean, what the heck was that about? Um, But so first of all, I was a little distracted by that. But he doubled down on the debauchery. I mean, he practically waved his finger like, you know, I don't have to. I don't owe you no answers for nothing kind of thing. And, you know, how stupid is he? I love it. I hope the Clintons never go away because every time one of them shows up to do an interview, they just remind the American people why she lost. They remind the American people why the Clintons need to go away permanently and really should go away in flexi cuffs. You know, uh, Lewinsky's statement about this basically outlined about how he was 27 years older than she was. It was her first job out of college. He was the most powerful man on the planet, and she was working in the White House as some little lowly intern. If that's not Harvey Weinstein in the White House, what is? I mean, it was the perfect example of the of the Me Too movement and why the liberals are nothing but hypocrites. And they... Uh, Last week, Roseanne Barr tweets out something, you know, heinous, and then on the heels of that, she loses everything, complete complete destruction, her show's off the air and everything. Samantha Bee turns right around and calls Ivanka Trump the C-word, and what's the left's response? They say, well, you know, hers was, Roseanne Barr's was worse because it was racist. Hey, American women, the left doesn't care about you. You got Bill Clinton saying, hey, you know, um, this me t- I didn't do nothing wrong and standing by, you know, in spite of what he did. And oh, by the way, he was the Harvey Weinstein in the White House because there were women that were left there with, with you know, um, broken up uh, lips and, uh, you know, a, a really bad um, physical abuse from Juanita Broderick to Kathleen Willey. So you got that going on. And then you've got basically the left coming out and saying, hey, women – your feelings don't matter as much as people of color. Any woman at this point who votes Democrat is just, it's, it's beyond me because the, the blatant disrespect to women is unconscionable. Uh, Roseanne Barr's show was off the air, but guess who's still on the air? Smallville, the actress who was arrested for sex trafficking, Bill Clinton. Because I guess, you know what, an ugly tweet is, is uh, worse than rape. Women wake up. Well, wake Bill Clinton up. even said that the standards has changed since he was in office. The standards have changed. I didn't hear that he said that. That was one of his quotes. He said, "Things have standards have changed in our society since 1998, and the fact of the cases case were different than other cases as the result of Me Too." Oh, really? Because let me tell you, I worked in corporate America in 1998, and there were men that were that were uh, that lost their careers and suffered civil, civil and criminal lawsuits as a result of sexual harassment in the workplace. And you know what? In 1998, rape was against the law, Bill Clinton. Sexual assault of women, where you leave them with a uh, a busted open lip, kind of against the law in 1998. The standards of sexual assault in this country were the same in 1998. Again, hey, ladies, women, the real war on women is against you by the left. Wake up. And here's my favorite story of the day, though. We've got one minute left here. Guess who lost their invitation 
to the White House, the Philadelphia Eagles. It seems that uh, they were invited, like uh, all uh, Super Bowl champs are invited to the White House. Um, Some of the players weren't going to show up, I guess. And uh, he said the Eagles are unable to come to the White House with their full team to celebrate tomorrow. Um, They disagree with their president because he insists they proudly stand for the national anthem, hand on heart, in honor of the great men and women of our military and the people of our country. He said in a statement that more than 1,000 fans who had been invited to the celebration would still be welcome for a different type of ceremony that will honor our great country, pay tribute to the heroes who fight to protect it, and loudly and proudly play the national anthem. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you. We, we today, and you know what they should also be celebrating as part of this ceremony tomorrow? They should be celebrating that today marked 500 days in which we had President Trump instead of, instead of Hillary Clinton in the White House. And that's especially important when you think about the story we opened the show with, which had to do with religious freedom. Think about a Supreme Court with justices placed by Hillary Clinton. President Trump ran because he said in part he was going to restore religious freedom to this country. He's making America great again. He's honoring our military. He's honoring what makes this country the greatest country on the face of the earth. Thank you. God bless you, President Trump. And God bless all you listening tonight. I'm going to be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. to 7. Love you all. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, Andrea K. Out. Get him out of here. The Andrea K. Show is sponsored by Andrea K.